We're heading over to Collector's Corner now, which is a new weekly feature here on Afternoons. And if you or if someone you know collects something interesting or has a great story behind the value collection, do get in touch with us here because we would love to hear the story. And today we're going to be meeting... Jenny Cookson, a hunter and gatherer of vintage clothing. Uh, Jenny's been a fashion aficionado since she was a child. She's in with us now from Christchurch. Jenny, kia ora, how are you? Kia ora, I'm good, thank you. Um, now, tell us how you first became sort of entranced by vintage threads. Um, I started really young, um, walking home from primary school past our local um, Cats Protection League op shop. And I used to go in there after school and spend the small amount of pocket money that I got on little trinkets, on buttons, um, on bits of fabric. Um, I bought my mother a 1970s Lurex kind of polar neck um, jersey for Christmas one year. Um, and it just really grew from there. And then as I was, I worked right through my high school years, and I used to go into places in Christchurch like Atlantis Market and Shands Emporium and hunt mm. for vintage clothing. I was always someone that just wanted to wear what I could find at the op shops, um, not so much the latest trends. And it kind of began from there, mm. um, and then went on. Um, and once I was working full time, um, I was shopping local designers in Christchurch. Um, and I still have a lot of those, and it was in the kind of mid-80s, I've still got a lot of those um, pieces in mm. my collection. So the collection kind of grew and grew. Yeah. Um, what, it, yeah. I, just, I'm interested in your mum's reaction to the, the purple lurex. Um, she was very gracious. Yeah, it say. sounds amazing. <laughs> well, today I would think it was amazing, and then I thought it was amazing. But looking back, it was kind of, you know, it would have been considered kind of old-fashioned, Um, because this was the 80s and this was kind of an early 70s piece. So, um, yeah, she was very gracious. She never wore it. (laughs) No, you don't (laughs) still have it, do you? I don't. I have no idea where that piece went. I'd love to to know where it went. Absolutely. When did you realise, though, that this for you was was something that was going to become such a part of your life? Um, I think, um, I mean, you know, fashion and clothes, I've always loved them and I've always um, collected. And it wasn't really until my daughter was um, two or three that I needed something that I could pick up and put down. And um, and so I started buying vintage clothing to sell on. Um, and um, I was doing markets and online. And then later on, I joined a collective of other women, mainly mums, um, and we kind of started a shop together. We shared the hours and the resources. Um, and it made it really possible to kind of have a small child, but also have a business. And then from there, the collection, because I was just out scouting all the time, the collection really grew. Um, and I started to get involved in vintage fashion shows, doing shows for charity. And my collection kind of started to hone down a little bit. Um, it kind of got bigger, but it got a little bit more specific, whereas before I was just really keeping what I liked. All, all vintage, and if so, why all vintage? Um, I like the sustainability of it. Um, I like that, um, you know, it, um, it's really ethical. There's no poor woman or child sleeping under a sewing machine. Um, it's 
um, really unique. Um, you're not dictated to, I think, when you go into a vintage shop. Um, you, you just choose the colours, the fabrics, you know, the styles that you like. It's not like high fashion where if you go into a shop, this is the season's colours, this is the shape. Um, so you can really express yourself. Um, and wearers of vintage do tend to do that. They're a very eclectic mix. Um, and it's really good quality, you know. These, these, um, these these items have been around for, you know, 20 to 100 years and they're still in beautiful condition. They were really well sewn um, with really good quality fabrics. Really good quality fabrics um, and some extraordinary fabrics. Talk us through yeah. some of the things that you must have um, got when you were first getting going, I suppose. Give us a sense of, of what some of these vintage clothes looked like that you had in the collection. Well, I mean, at 15, I bought a 1950s wedding dress, and I just wore it on a day-to-day -day basis with the Doc Martens um, until it was completely thrashed. Um, you should be able to pick up a lot of 30s, 40s, 50s, even some 20s back then. Now it's really hard to source. Um, those items are kind of getting more to the antique level, and you, you really, you know, it's very hard to find them around. Um, I used to collect, I still do collect a lot of specific New Zealand labels, so I love New Zealand made vintage. Um, Thornton Hall, um, Cinnamon, um, Narnia, um, which was a 19 kind of 70s um, brand, um, which was just, they made festival wear, so that's really, really rare. It's quite hard to find a Narnia piece. They were, they were worn for a good time and they were worn hard, um, so a lot of it didn't survive. Um, yeah, um, mm. I love. Silk kimonos, um, a full range really. I love a um, 1970s pantsuit. That's my um, yeah, that that's my mecca of <laughs> of, um, of vintage clothing. Um, anything that's a pantsuit, skirt suits really easy to find. Pantsuit not so much. Mm, okay, so I'm wondering how much space all of these clothes might take up. It's about three rooms. I have a shop in Christchurch, and there's about kind of five or six hundred items in that shop. Um, and then there's probably another one or two, probably 2,000, probably maybe even slightly more that are sitting kind of waiting because I swap in seasonally. I also buy and hold when I know that something won't have value now, but it will have value in the future. And then my personal collection is around just over maybe a thousand pieces. Um, so there's three rooms, two in my house, and then um, my lovely sister and who is very generous, and she's <laughs> given me a room in her house <laughs> where they sit. Um, and I do tend to keep them confined. I might pick the odd piece up and hang it on the wall like a piece of art, but clothes can become very overwhelming if they're everywhere in your house. So I mm. tend to, you know, just store them well so they're accessible but away. <laughs> do you actually wear them? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, I um I wear a lot of vintage. Um, yep, I do. My my go-to is a 1970s maxi dress. I love a 70s maxi dress. Just so comfortable, um, and beautiful, beautiful fabrics. Um, I love a 70s pantsuit. Um, I love vintage dungarees. I love all dungarees. Mm. Um, the most comfortable clothing ever. Um, so I do wear an awful lot. I don't tend to stick to an era either. Like I won't go all 70s. I like to mix and match with a couple of modern pieces. Um, yeah. Mm. It sounds like an awful lot of fun. Um, I guess there's also an awful lot of stories that come with this kind of thing. 
Yeah, there are. I think that's um, one of the things I enjoy the most. Um, a lot of the ways that I source now, uh, people come to me um, with, you know, their mum's estate or, um, you know, their wife or their aunties. Um, and so um, I love to sit with, with family, with the collection and, and, and talk to them about um, who owned it and, and how they wore it and look at photos. Um, and it's really nice to have those stories to pass on um, when I sell. Um, I had a woman who, um, her husband had passed and she was downsizing and she needed to get rid of her collection. She had an amazing vintage collection and as part of that was her wedding dress. Um, and so I got a photo of her in her wedding dress on her wedding day and the woman that I sold it to, with her permission, I took a photo of her when she was trying it on and she sent me photos of the wedding day and then I took them back to that woman so she could see that her, you know, her dress that she'd had, you know, she'd started her her married life with and it was a very happy marriage, had gone to someone else and it was a really lovely connection for those two. Yeah, that's a really lovely connection, isn't it? Because so often wedding dresses just get worn the one time and, you know, and then they're, mm. you know, beautifully folded up and in a box or whatever for the rest of their life. It's that Absolutely. must be rather beautiful getting to to see that um, that circle and to to complete that circle. It's lovely. And, and the clothing gets another life. Um, and that's the point of it. It's so well made. It should be worn. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I suppose one of the things that springs to mind about clothes that are from earlier eras um often they're very small sizes um you know how how do you kind of deal with that is it something that you're able to um kind of reshape with any you know any sort of way are you able to kind of um alter the clothes in any way to to make them fit you or if it's not something for you do you just go past it yeah, I guess a little bit of both. Um, they can be altered, um, and sometimes that piece just isn't for you. It, it is the constant battle, particularly with the more formal wear. Um, women tended to wear those clothes in their teens, and once they were married, unless they were very wealthy in this country, they really didn't go out to cocktail parties anymore or that those kind of formal events. So, And, and wedding dresses as well. Women got married in their teens, and of course, their, their bones aren't fully formed at that point. Um, so they do tend to be very small, smaller sizes. Um, but there were bigger women back then, um, and those those items are kind of around. So it's just about I'm always on the hunt for larger sizes. Um, and you can always go to something, you know, the 70s, we became a little bit loose and free in, in, in parts of that where we didn't really want anything so figure-forming. Mm. Um, same in the 80s. So there's certain eras that are easier to source larger sizes um, and sometimes that piece isn't for you and sometimes you can actually alter it or maybe it's a dress but it can become a skirt mm. um, you know, t to make it work. How much for you is about vintage style uh, and some of the amazing colours and patterns um, that you must see in your everyday life and how much is it about things like sustainability and kind of a pushback to the fast fashion? It's, I mean, it's a mix of, of all of those things, really. It's, it's definitely the pushback on, on fast fashion. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of fashion goes into landfill and it's a real problem. Um, but it's also my love of fabrics um, and fashion as a way of expressing yourself. It can be, you know, a form of art for some people. 
Um, and it's also the, the stories of the clothes um, are really important um, and letting them have another life. Yeah. Yeah. You were mentioning that you um, you do sell some of the clothes. Um, mm. Do you have a shop? Do you have online? How do you do that? Yeah, I do a little bit online, but I'm more of a bricks and mortar shop person. I've got a shop called Ballabeen Vintage, and that's in the Wolston Emporium um, in Christchurch. Um, in Enzels Road, 200 Enzels Road, and I'm part of a collective of eight. Um, so there's eight little businesses in there, mostly secondhand, but there's a little bit of ethically new as well. Um, and so we all trade in different things. We share resources, we share the hours, um, and um, yeah, we've, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely environment to work in. It works for those of us who are mums who sometimes need time off with sick kids. Um, we all get to cover for each other, so it's a really kind of a, a, a lovely way of, of running a business. Yeah, and there's another vintage trader in there as well, Tiger Vintage. Um, a couple of antique shops, a steampunker, mm-hmm. some upcycle furniture. So um, a little bit of something for everyone. Now, I think also you have just taken over recently uh, at a costume hire business. Well, I'm yeah, I'm the new general manager at the Malt House Costumes in, um, in Colombo Street in Beckenham. It's just down the road from me. And they, um, they have a collection of over 3,000 costumes, about 500 props that they hire out. And their collection is quite extraordinary. There's a lot of vintage in it, but there's also a lot of... Um, clothing that they've made on site that are historically correct from kind of, you know, the Middle Ages through to, we've got Queen Victoria, um, and they're all beautifully beautifully made, um, made from donated fabrics. Um, it's really quite an extraordinary collection. It's almost another segment, I do believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look, thanks so much for your time today and for talking with us on Afternoons on RNZ National. Jenny Cookson there, who's been in from Christchurch uh, with us, hunter and gatherer of vintage clothing. Uh, also, Bella Bean Vintage is her store in Christchurch, where you can uh, take a look at some of that online as well.